Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday, November the 11th, Armistice Day, and coming up in today's podcast, we're going to hear the incredible story of a World War II pilot who's been remembered 80 years after his death in the Battle of Britain. But first today, a woman who spent the past four years living in a van in Thanet says she's been left with no access to fresh water. Julie Verrill used the taps near to the public toilets on Westbrook seafront for drinking, cooking and cleaning. She says they've now been removed, meaning many homeless people won't be able to even wash their hands during the pandemic. Some of the taps are removed in wintertime because of freezing and stuff like that or turned off. Um, generally, they're turned off, but this, this time the taps were removed. And I feel, you know, a massive, it's a massive shame because obviously homeless and houseless people have now no access to water at all along the seafronts. Um, and a lot of people do rely on them. and. Um, Planning Council know that people, homeless and houseless people, use those taps. As from the last lockdown, we were locked in the car park down at Westbrook. The reason saying we were staying still was because of COVID and the government saying we needed to stay still. And obviously with the washing, we needed um, quick access to water. So we stayed down in the car park in Westbrook. So Thanning Council and the welfare team are well aware that people use those taps. And I just find it a bit of a disgrace that the taps have been turned, not turned off, the taps have been taken away to stop people accessing water. Do you say, because I think you said before, because obviously you've been living out of your van for about four years, so you kind of yeah. were well versed in the area and, and that, that way of life. And and yeah. am I right in thinking that the Westbrook taps are normally just left there for the winter so you can still access them? Yeah, yeah, the Westbrook taps have always been left, well, I say always, have been in the last four years been left on in the winter. That's generally where we go and get our, our waters, and a lot of other people do get their water there as well. Um, so... Okay. Yeah, it's a massive shame. So it leaves limited areas, especially at the time, the crisis as it is, and we're in lockdown. We are now not allowed to go and visit family members, which is where we normally fill water, and a lot of other people do as well. A lot of people use it as a stop, you know, to fill your water. But you are no longer allowed to go to your family members to fill your waters. So we were a bit of a loss as to how we're meant to do that. Obviously, people will say, why don't you go to Tesco's and buy your water? And yeah, that's absolutely fine. Feasible for drinking, you can do that. But when you're wanting to do, you know, wash your clothes and wash your body, you you need a bit more than a bottle of water. It takes me 20 litres to um, do a load of washing and 10 litres to rinse. And I don't know. You just tend to learn the value of water when you carry every single drop. So it's not like we're being wasteful or leaving taps on or anything like that. It's, you know, just human need, especially at this crisis, to get water and get clean. Well, Thanet Council have told the Kent Online podcast the coastal water supplies are normally turned off during the winter before being turned back on again. The taps have also been removed to prevent frost damage, but they will be reinstalled at the end of the winter season. Elsewhere, two Kent MPs are calling on the government to ban any further coronavirus lockdowns. South Thanet's Craig McKinley and Sittingbourne and Sheppey's Gordon Henderson 
are among members of the new COVID recovery group. It's made up of more than 30 Conservative backbenchers. They want more analysis of the economic damage being done and to challenge the scientific advice. Four people have been fined nearly £1,000 between them for breaching COVID-19 restrictions in a Kent village. Police say they were called to investigate claims of poaching on land in Lenham. Besides seizing catapults and ball bearings from two vehicles, they discovered the four people were all from different households. Again, secondary school is going to be closed for almost two weeks following cases of COVID-19. Dartford Science and Technology College has confirmed a child in year eight and nine has tested positive for the virus. 149 pupils and five members of staff have been told to self-isolate. And a Seven Oaks restaurant owner who'd been fined for staying open past the 10pm coronavirus curfew has thanked whoever donated the money to pay it. Yahi Ahad, who runs the Rajbari Indian, claims he found it difficult to persuade people to leave on the night before lockdown. When he turned up at work the next day, he found an envelope containing £500 to cover the penalty. As he'd already paid it, he's given the money to the NHS. Kent Online News. The courts heard a young German student who suffered life-changing injuries after being attacked in Canterbury was likely to have been beaten with bricks. 18-year-old Daniel Ezzedine had to have surgery to remove part of his brain after it happened in Rose Lane in June last year while he was on a graduation trip. Two teenagers who are aged 17 and 18 have gone on trial and both deny wounding with intent. Eight other suspects are due in court at a later date. A Norfleet woman who launched 17 assaults on on police officers has been jailed for a year. 32-year-old Janet Waller from Pier Road threw objects, spat at and kicked members of the force as they attended calls she'd made to them. Earlier this week, Kent's Chief Constable Alan Pusley said assaults against his officers would not be tolerated. Now, on the 11th day of the 11th month, we're going to hear about a plaque that's been unveiled in Medway to remember a Battle of Britain pilot whose plane was shot down 80 years ago. Ian J. Muirhead had survived two crashes already in 1940, but died in the October of that year when his hurricane came down in Hempstead. David Carruthers is his nephew. On the 15th of October, he was uh, shot down by an Emmy 109 and uh, he was too low to bail out. He bailed out and his parachute didn't open, so he was killed. And that was in Darland, uh, in near Gillingham. Uh, and this, that's where this uh, incredible story begins. Um, I posted uh, details of Ian's um, escapades on several Facebook sites, and it was picked up by Greg, uh, Greg Davis, and he realized that he actually lived sort of around the corner from where Ian's uh, hurricane had crashed. And uh, he and his son on the 15th went up the hill and uh, said a prayer for him. It's a really incredible story. I mean, how do you feel um, now knowing that he's going to be commemorated on the grounds where uh, he crashed? I'm very proud, yeah. Um, I'm just uh, astonished how quickly things have moved on. And uh, I managed just before lockdown to get to Speaks Bottom and have a look at the place where the plane crashed. And, uh, you know, I appreciate what the, the task that, that Greg and his friend Mike have had to get this done and, and put in place. 
You can also watch our video report on this story and read about Ian Muirhead's life at kentonline.co.uk. Greg Davis is a Spitfire enthusiast who lives near the crash site and arranged for the plaque to be installed after learning of the tragedy. I think when when we're in a time of lockdown and you know we're also at our homes and and taking our sort of exercise and coming out when you walk through a field like this and and often it's really quiet and still and you just think you know what a lovely place it is and then you remember that you know flight lieutenant Muirhead died here in order that we could be free it it really makes you makes you think you feel humble that you know people have had to make the ultimate sacrifice in order that we have the the freedoms that we have and the the sacrifices that we have to make now um are really inconveniences compared with the the sacrifice of um of the pilots um flight lieutenant muirhead um went into action over maidstone on that day and he was taking on 25 enemy fighters um i don't think any of us can begin to imagine what that must have felt like or or how frightening that must have been um so yes it, it makes you feel very humble kent online news Works underway to renovate and restore a Sheppey church that was badly damaged in a fire almost 20 years ago. The Grade 2 listed dockyard church at Sheerness has been derelict until it was acquired by a preservation trust in 2015. They want to spend £8 million transforming the building into a business centre for young people and a community cafe. It's due to open in the summer of 2022. Never before seen evidence and surveillance of a daring attempt to steal diamonds from the Millennium Dome will be shown on TV tonight. It's 20 years since a gang with links to Kent tried to take the gems that were on display at the attraction. Ross Kemp has investigated what happened and spoken to the key police officers who foiled the raid for a documentary on ITV. Kent Online's been told how the county is being seen as a haven for first-time buyers looking to get out of London. Developers behind the new Chilmington Green Garden City in Ashford say they've had a lot of interest from people keen to escape the capital, while estate agents also believe more homeworking is leading to people wanting a change in lifestyle away from the city. Natalie Boardman is from Belvoir Estate Agents in Tunbridge Wells. It's a massive factor because if people you know don't actually be in London to to get to work then they can be you know out in Kent and you know they've still got you know an easy commute to London with them you know the good train services that we've got Um, but if that's only a couple of days a week um, and and you know it probably enables a better work-life balance for people as well to spend more time with their children. And do you expect that trend to continue? Yes, I think so. Um, I mean, what we have seen is uh, quite a lot of people coming out um, maybe to rent initially. So they're maybe renting out their place in London and looking for a rental in the area um, as a way of, you know, testing it out. Does it work? Does it work for our family before they buy? So I think, you know, a lot of those people will be buying into 2021 for sure. Do you think there might be a sense of a competition with people who are already here who are looking to buy for the first time, people moving out you know, from their parents' homes, for example, and might think that oh, you know, the, the, there might not be as much available for them here in Kent because other people are coming from outside of the county? 
I wouldn't say that I've actually um, seen that, but, you know, it is a good point. I mean, definitely, you know, our buyers are very much a mix of local people who, you know, are maybe, you know, getting on the ladder for the first time and people coming down from London. And it's true, of course, that you can get a lot more for your money. So if you've got London salaries, then, um, but, you know, for me, I would say that just means that they're, you know, looking at, at different properties, really. I mean, we had one family come down, you know, they're living in um, a small one bedroom flat in London, and they were looking at a four bedroom house. And, you know, financially, it's comparable, which is a bit crazy. And one of Kent's oldest pubs has been demolished despite a series of complaints. The orb on Ramsgate Road in Margate was built back in 1498 and closed in 2017. It's been knocked down to make way for a dozen flats and two masonettes. Campaigners had tried to stop it. Kent Online Sport. Sad news from the world of cricket to start off sport today and former Kent player Graham Cowdery has died at the age of 56 after a short illness. The batsman made his county debut in 1984 and scored more than 14,000 runs during his 14 years with the club. His close friend and former teammate Matthew Fleming has described him as brilliant, generous, funny and a game changer. And in football, Gillingham are through to the next round of the EFL Trophy. They drew one all at Priestfield last night with Arsenal's under-21s, who then earned a bonus point after winning a penalty shootout. Crawley beat Ipswich in the other Group J tie, and that meant the Jills went through as runners-up. Here's assistant manager Paul Rayner. I thought it was an excellent performance against an excellent Arsenal team. Uh, I thought they've got some fantastic individual players, but I thought we were always in the game. I thought we created opportunities. I thought we controlled uh, their possession. They didn't really hurt us too much. Uh, it was a mistake for their goal, which, which I'm sure we can do a lot better. But uh, two young players that uh, that will mature and learn from that mistake. But uh, I thought on the whole for 90 minutes, I thought I thought we were the better team. I thought we were always a threat. And uh, as I say, just disappointed to lose in a penalty shootout, which can happen. That was the team talk, you know, you know put some positive thoughts in the manager's mind. Uh, and I thought they all did. You know, we, we, we've not got a massive squad. So everybody's got to be ready when they're called upon. And uh, they'll all be called upon in the next few weeks. You know, we, we, we said to the guys, you know, the Woking game and tonight, we'd utilise the whole of the squad. Everybody that's uh, been available has played in the two games. So, as I say, well, you know, great game time, good individual performances, so a real plus. And the Jills get a bit of a break now as their game this weekend has been postponed. They're next back in action on November the 21st against Charlton. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. But you can also now subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers from across the county. To do it, head to iliffmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. 